Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the B2B Content Show. I'm Jeremy Shear. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a digital content agency that helps you create a month's worth of content in just 60 minutes. So if you have a dog, you know that we tend to treat our dogs like people, right? Furry, barking, slobbering, chewing people, but still like people. You know what I mean? So we know dogs aren't the same as people, but you know, their behaviors, the way they respond to people. It's just, it's very human-like. And anyway, I'm bringing this up because I have a dog. And the other day, I came across a LinkedIn post about what you can learn from dog training about training and leading people and specifically like marketing teams. So the author of that post is my guest today. I'm super excited. She is Joanna Bowser. And I'm just realizing now that your last name is Bowser, which is pretty, pretty appropriate, right? Uh, Joanna is Director of Marketing at Clear Voice, which is a content production partner for brands of all sizes. So Joanna, thrilled to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. So in your post, you describe the, what you're calling the stress bucket concept for training dogs. So first of all, we'll, we'll get to people in a second, but just first, what is the stress bucket method? Sure. So, so to take a step back, when I got our, when we got our latest dog, he was a little young, a little rambunctious, and we were searching for some way to help him learn to be more chill essentially. And a lot of the guidance was taken for a lot of walks. A tired dog is a good dog or a happy dog. But what we found was that actually wound him up more. And so I started looking at like what's going on. And I came across this training tool where you talk about creating calm and like actually training calm in dogs. And they use this concept of a bucket to help illustrate it. And really what it is, is every dog has a bucket and it can either, uh, and, and things pay into it. So maybe a fun day at the park pays into it, but also like uh, a new person coming into the house and they get anxious that could pay into it as well. And so the dog's bucket fills up and eventually it spills over. And that's where you get naughty behaviors like chewing on shoes or reactive barking and things like that. And so with dogs, you can do a couple of things. You can help them grow a bigger bucket. And that's usually with training and playing games and things like that. You can help empty their bucket. And that's through relaxation, things like chewing on bones or lick mats or like fun you know, puzzles, things like that. And so it's grow, empty. And then you can also manage their environment so the bucket doesn't get filled in, right? So like maybe you don't take them to the park as much because it's really like it's just a very exhilarating thing. It's, it fills their bucket too much. So we want, now we've been using this tool, if you will, with our dog, Teo, and he's a much more chill dog because we're watching where he's at in his sort of bucket filling and mm. bucket emptying and bucket growth journey, if you will. So it was a real framework for us to sort of say, hey, let's let's teach calm to this dog by making sure that his bucket doesn't overflow. And it's kind of a similar, like anybody that has, a, has children yeah. definitely probably like hear their toddlers <laughs> in this as well. Cause it's a similar thing. Oh, they're like, they're tired. They're hungry. They haven't had their nap. I mean, it's kind of a similar, like similar words. Right. But that's it, yeah. it's a really helpful framework for us as we were looking at like training our dog. Okay. And I just want to make clear to our <laughs> listeners or anybody, we are not comparing no. <laughs> people, marketers to dogs or children <laughs> or toddlers. We are not, but 
we I, I do want to ask, like, so how can we apply this principle to to being a leader of a marketing team? Because that's you, right? You're you're head of marketing at Clear Voice. You have a team. And so, you know, again, not that it's like, well, just treat your people like dogs. They'll love right. it, you know. But the, the common thing here is helping people manage stress, essentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And using this bucket metaphor is kind of a exactly. framework for doing that. So let's start with how do you, in your role, how do you help your people grow a bigger bucket, right? That's one of the concepts. So let's just start right there. Like, what does that look like in, yeah. you know, marketing world at Clear Absolutely. Voice? So for what, how, what it looks like and how I sort of apply the concept, if you will, is when we go through and do our sort of production sprints and we're producing things or getting ready for campaigns, I, I actually create the context with them too. I'm like, we're going to push and grow, but then we're going to take a break. So it may feel like we're, we're producing a lot of things in the next two weeks because we, produ- we pr- personally produce in sprints. So rather than five blogs every week, we'll produce 30 in a three week period and then we're good for, you know, for a while. And so that's how we, that's how we just happen to run our production cycles and our team. And so again, it's whether at the team level, it's just continuing to just say, Hey, let's, let's go, let's push a little bit harder. Let's, let's add another program or let's, look at doing some infographics as well as the the content that we're producing just to push a little bit. And then we kind of contract back down. And then, but then the next time we go, we've already built that bigger bucket. So we're like, Oh, that's, this is fine. Like this isn't a problem. So we can push a little harder. And again, it may, it's not always about content production. It could be around like reaching out to more people or let's put another campaign in the field, but it's really just, just adding a little like 3% on to everything that we do and then let it come back down to the like center. But then we've already, then we've grown that bucket. So that's one of the ways that we do it in the team structure. And then with individual people, we have that context as well, where I say, Hey, do you want to take on something that's going to grow you? I've got your back. You know, like I'm, I'm going to, but I really want you to get exposure to other departments. I really want you to run this project. Are you like, are you open to taking that on right now? And and a lot of, sometimes they're like, I don't feel like I'm ready. I'm like, no problem. Like we'll do it together. And sometimes they're like, yeah, I'm ready to like, I'm ready to grow my bucket, I'm ready to step up. Right. So it, it really is just, you know, it's like, it's, it's just a growth tool, if you will, around that person or around the team. And, and it's just like a little bit of push and then let it come back down and then a little bit of push. You can think of it similar to like if you work out, right? You're just adding incremental things on. And so with mm-hmm. that's that's how we do it. And with dogs, you do it through playing games a lot and sort of like, yeah. you know, you we happen to have a very food motivated dog, so it's easier. And so I try to bring game concepts in as well. So and to the managing of the team. So let's let's go another way to push is like let's go for fifty-five leads this week as opposed to mm-hmm. fifty. Like that's another way that we put that in as well. Do you ever take your team out to a park and just be like, just go run around for a while and then we'll <laughs> um, go back to the office? We're fully Like a marketing, so like a dog park, but like for marketers. <laughs> but we did get together in New York City and we did run, we did run around a lot and we went and did a lot go. of fun things. So, uh, but no, we, we don't do a lot of um, that sort of like in-park team building, but I hear you about, I do think that's a very valuable thing to do. And in fact, next year I was thinking about instituting on our one-on-ones actually going for walks on the phone as opposed to just mm-hmm. sitting on zoom just to see if it, not every time, but just to see, cause sometimes you need to like share screen and look at stuff, but just to open up like just a different sort of like energy, if you will, around the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Okay. I, I was 
closer to making a stupid joke, but I no, guess, but I mean, that's not, you know, getting outside and, and moving is not a bad, like, yeah, for really for any group. I mean, obviously yeah. not just for marketers. It's like when I remember back in college when we'd be like, can we have class outside today? Come on. Yeah. You know, like it's fun to change it up every Absolutely. now and again. And it is a creativity thing as well. So, and you know, marketers are creators really, I, yeah. in my opinion, like they're the, they're, they're the create, like the most creative folks in the company a lot of the time or part of the team is at least. And so I do think that changing up the environment is really important. Um, writers and then Hollywood do this all the time. They get stuck. They'll go for a walk. And, and that just, it's something about the body doing the sort of like, like rote, just sort of like easy things that allows your brain to sort of free up and like solve problems. And so I'm a the big mind fan. body connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, that's a whole other discussion we can have, but, I know but back to the, buckets, but. Back, back to the, the stress bucket yeah. concept. So, okay. So we've talked about how to kind of grow a bigger bucket gradually, right? Not, yeah. you know, not all at once. That makes a lot of sense. And what about helping? helping people prevent their bucket from getting too full. Yeah. I think that that's actually the most important function of a team leader, regardless of department is making sure that you're not protecting. Like I don't, you know, like I don't think that our teams are like, they need protection, but just making sure to block out things that aren't relevant to their job or relevant to the goals that we have going on right now and things like that. And I think it's, so what we do, I mean, really just tactically what we do is we track our allocation on our team. We have kind of a no side quests or no side projects rule, unless there's a like cross departmental, like real reason that's been very like, you know, sort of approved, if you will, at the leadership level. And we just, I, you know, I just make sure that like the, the team is not getting people asking them like through Slack directly for things they shouldn't be asking for. And it's, so it's really just a blocking it <laughs> really in that way, blocking, to protect their time so they can do their work. And so yeah. thankfully the culture at Clear Voice is, there's not a lot of that at Clear Voice, like these kind of side requests and not coming through like proper channels, if you will. But I have worked at companies where it's just like all over the place and you really have to make sure that your team isn't feeling like they have five people they report to yeah, because there's five different leaders of the company making requests. And so I think it's just an important sort of blockade to to build. And I don't, you know, it's not like, not trying to be, um, you know, overly like using too big of words for what it is, but it's just being mindful about how they're spending their time. And then also if there's something going on in their personal life, right? So personal life also affects this. And so I like to really try to be as aware as like as appropriate, right? Like I don't need details, but if there is something going on, hey, let me know so we can actually adjust your allocation or adjust what you're working on so that you are still able to do good work and maybe we can put, maybe, maybe you're really stressed or you're, maybe you're sick or, or you're taking care of something at home and you don't have that sort of higher, like creative function for a few days. You're like, man, I just can't write this thing. It's like, no problem. Let's have a conversation. Let's shift priorities or let's shift the thing. Let's shift that to somewhere else. And you can do these tasks because they're a little bit easier just to kind of work through. I think that's another thing that we can do as leaders as best possible. Let's just yeah. be aware of sort of like other things in life that are happening and then helping adjust the workload accordingly. So I, yeah, I can, yeah. so just that personal attention. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I can see how, well, one of the challenges I assume is the, the larger a team gets, the harder this can be. There's yes. just more people to kind Absolutely. of keep an eye on and have a personal connection with. Absolutely. And I think that, that, and I do think that there can be partnership across 
you know, even if you're a director of marketing or a VP and you've got 20 people underneath you, like there, there's still leaders that will emerge inside of the group. And and I think you can, you can rely on your team to sort of help you analyze this as well. Even if you can't personally, like you can't one-on-one with everybody every week. I mean, that's a pretty big ask if you have a team of 20, but you know, have even having a road, I don't think you need to have a one-on-one every week to like get into personal information or have the open door policy where it's like, Hey, I may not be having that one-on-one, but you know, you can come to me anytime. And like, we can talk about these things. Yeah. So, hi. You know, one, <laughs> speaking you of your, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then of course there's the concept of just emptying the bucket. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. So what is, what does that look like? To, to be honest, it kind of looks different for everybody, right? So so some people really like to work out. Some people like to go on vacation, travel. So I think when we think about it at the team level, it is allowing time for, you know, we have expansion time and then we have sort of like rest time. So that's why I like to work in sprints personally is that you can sprint through and then you can take a week where you're like, hey, it's going to feel really light. But that's because we're like, recovering from like the sprint we just did. So I think, you know, like tactically in the team, it's there, but it's also providing space for your team to be able to go do what allows them to personally empty their bucket. So I, I like to go work out midday. That's my thing. I like to go, that's when I like to work out. And I have a great, I have an open conversation with my, my boss and my team. And I say, Hey, this is something I do. I I'm still working. I'm going to work a full day, but this hour and a half, I'm going to go work out. Because that's for me, like where I like to have, like that's is very emptying, bucket emptying for me. So it is just allowing space for the team to have their versions of that, I think yeah. as well. And really just, again, it's a cultural thing for sure. And it doesn't have to be, I, I don't, I would not want anybody to walk away and just be like, like, it's all about work-life balance or like, oh, you have to be super flexible. It's like, it, you don't, it's, I personally take that hour and a half because it's like, get, go do the thing, come back. But, you know, it can be something very simple. Like, do you need to go for a walk for 10 minutes? You know, or, you know, do you just need to like stand up and stretch? Like even these little things I think is really important. And I'm personally not a forced, like, let's do it as a team person. Mm -hmm. It's just not my style, but I don't like any, some leaders do like, Hey, let's all like get up for a second stretch. And and that's cool too. I think that's really about how you sort of lead the team. I just, I want to give people space to do what works for them. That's my style around it. So, you know, it strikes me that in in 2023 in particular, one huge source of stress, of course, can be the the threat of or the fear of being let go. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of a lot of retraction mm-hmm. in, in especially in tech, right? But in other industries and marketing is always in the crosshairs, right? Mm-hmm. So that and I don't I, I don't know if you guys have felt any of that, but you know, that's mm-hmm. gotta be just a difficult thing for everybody. And something that as a marketing leader, you don't really have control over, right? I mean, usually those decisions are coming from like higher up. Sure. So, so what about, you know, what about that kind of stress where it's not exactly like we have too much work. It's more, yeah, I don't know. We, our budget is, is probably going to be slashed or we're going to lose some people. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Reduction in forces are hard, right? And, and they're hard for the people that get reduced and they're hard for the people that stay. Um, it really is because then you're like, well, what do I have to take on more work? You know, I'm not getting paid anymore. Like there's a lot of things around that. My, like, personally, I think the, 
like from a manager from a stress bucket management thing, it really is about just transparency and just being very like honest and empathetic with people. Um, and not like, I think the, in, in the cases of reduction of force, it's just, it is just sort of like a, you got to deliver the news. You've got to share that with the people directly. And the longer you wait, the worse it's going to be. But I, I personally think communication and transparency are the key to reducing the stress around any sort of sort of economic downturn, disturbance, you know, and, and, and I'm very honest with my team as well when things are, you know, Hey, this is the budget. This is what's going on. Like we actually have a shared budget document. They have full visibility into marketing OPEX um, at all times because I want them to. And I want them to, if, they, if some things, if I'm hearing things, I really want to like make sure that they're aware of what's going on. And, and I mean, within reason, like I can't, there's some things I just can't say until it's yeah. time to say, but as, my, as best I can, just make sure that it, nothing's a surprise, if that may, or like too surprising, yeah. if you will. And then the other side of that too, I think is, I take really special care to position my team as indispensable. So one of the things that I've really, uh, I'm really mindful about is ensuring that everybody on my team has interdepartmental exposure. So it's not just, I'm not the face of marketing, but Hannah on my team is the, they know that Hannah is the brand expert. So when they have a question, they actually go to Hannah and they know Christina is the person that she's crossing over between marketing and product and helping with design. And so like, you know, that's, that, that's her role now. And so she's, her job is safe or safer. I mean, like, I know that there's still like, you know, there's always risk, but I, I really try to think about that as well for each of the folks on my team. Um, so that there is as much security as we can build in, you know, like as, as a leader and as a team, it doesn't always work, but you know, it's not always perfect, but at the same time, being mindful about that for your team, I think is really important. And I think if your team knows that you're, you've got their back like that, if something happens, they're like, Hey, I know we tried. I know, like, I totally yeah. understand that. Like, sometimes you just can't help it, but we, we did. And then I'm like, now what, let's go get your next job. How can yeah. I help you? How can I recommend you? You know, and, yeah. and then, then yeah. it's a different thing. And because we've been doing these stress bucket, like growth things, and we've been really positioning them across the organization to take on different things they're now positioned in a really great way for their next job if they need to, mm, because yeah. they've been doing this work because we've been focusing on that growth plan. So yeah. that's sort of my, that's, that's, these are the things I think about when I'm trying to like decrease the stress around that conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you mentioned that you like to work out in the middle of the day. I do. And so it's, I mean, I think that brings up another important point that, as the leader, you're looking out for your team and helping to manage their stress, but you need to manage your own stress too. Mm -hmm. And it's, there may not be someone who's doing that for you the way you're kind of doing it for your team. Right. I mean, ideally, I guess there would be yeah. like, but, but, but maybe not. And so you have to include yourself in the stress Absolutely. management, you know, Absolutely. in the stress management stuff yeah. or else. You could get stressed out helping yeah. managing everyone else's stress. Absolutely. And think about your own bucket, right? So I do yeah. that as well, where I say, you know, okay, like, oh man, I'm, I'm a little edgy today. Like what's going on? Like what's been paying into the bucket, right? Like, I'm like, oh, okay. You were, you, you done, you've had to write a lot this week or rewrite a lot of things. And I personally sometimes find that can be a little frustrating. That pays into my bucket, right? There's things that pay into my bucket too. And I have to be really present to that, right? So that I can make sure I also get a bucket release yeah. um, at some point. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to chew on some rawhide. 
I mean, exactly. You know. Sometimes you gotta get a bone and just <laughs> get into it. But there is, I mean, I think that I think that's important too is knowing proactively knowing what helps you empty your bucket. Right. As opposed to waiting until you're like overflowing. Yeah. And then you're like, what do I do? <laughs> like, it's like, no, make a plan when you're like calm and chill. So you say, okay, if, if my bucket starts to overflow, I have these 10 things that can work for me. Maybe it's going outside for 10 minutes. Maybe yeah. it's doing a bit of yoga. Maybe it's watching some funny YouTube videos. I'm just like laughing. Right. I mean, all these things are, maybe it's calling your partner or your friend and just being like, can I vent at you for like 10 minutes? And they're like, I got you. Like it, there's, I don't really care what the the emptying thing is for you, but having that plan proactively versus waiting until you're at a 10 and maybe yeah. actually start releasing when you're at a six, right? Yeah, As opposed right. to waiting until it's overflowing. Not it's just being it. reactive when Correct. it's an emergency, yeah. but a little bit proactive. That's the that thing makes with, a lot with of sense. Teo, with our dog, when we go, we have play dates with other dogs, like we're watching him and there's a point where he's not over, he's not reactive or he's not sort of like overtired. But I'm like, he's about, he's, he's close. Getting so we, we need to take a break. Right. And you can tell that with kids too. Yeah. You know, brought absolutely. Up kids, like, and so I think if when, you don't wait till it's a 10, you're like a red alarm, <laughs> everything's on fire. Yeah. I, you can manage it a lot better. Right. And, you know, the final thing I wanted to kind of get your opinion on is th- I, I think the point here is not to eliminate stress completely because no. that's impossible. And, and I would even say oh, like stress. Some stress. A place some stress place. is good yeah actually right like it yeah. it you know you need stuff to compel you to work hard or like to have a deadline and that's just yeah. stressful but that can also be motivating right so it's not right. that we want everyone to always be in this like right. zen state of just total relaxation which yeah. is impossible some stress right some stress is good so what like what's at stake here you know ultimately for you in, in helping to manage stress? Like what's the, why, why does this matter in the first place? Sure. Well, I think, I mean, I personally have a real um, commitment to job security for people. And I think marketing is a big player in that. So if you're driving, you know, a good pipeline in the, in the world of B2B, which is where I sit or customers, and then they're they're buying things and we're generating revenue that we have the greatest likelihood of keeping people employed. So not to like, like layer it on here, but I do, I personally am like marketing has a marketing can be a big lever inside of that. And so for me, that's what's at stake. When I think about managing even the stress of my team and the growth of my team, I'm like, Hey, like how can we keep people employed? And then how can we grow the pipeline so that other teams get to stay employed as well, right? So that's the, that's what I can do as a leader. And that's what I can contribute to a company right now. And so that's that's really where, that's what's at stake for me and sort of my perspective. But I do think also just, um, I, I think work satisfaction is important. I think that, I mean, we don't have to all like love everything we do about our jobs, but I do think it's healthy to like, at least get a little excited and have a little fun and be a little lit up about, even if you're driving B2B marketing, you know, B2B leads, um, having conversations that light you up. So I do think that that's also at stake because I do think that there's just a foundation of not to be cheesy or like woo woo, but a foundation of happiness that can come from that as well. So kind of the big thing for me, like my personal one, but then I also just think in general, it's important to yeah. to keep that in mind, but, and know that sometimes that comes with a little stress to like push and, and go achieve goals. That's okay. Yeah. That that's a good point. Cause I think ultimately what we're talking about here, it's not just stress necessarily. There are right. other things that impact people's well being. you know, 
And, and I think you're touching on one of them that it's not just having too much work to do. Sometimes if you feel like, Hey, I like this work or Mm -hmm. we're all rowing in the same direction and we're succeeding, you know, that, that can be, you, it's not necessarily stressful. You're just like, yeah, bring it on. We're doing awesome. It can, but if the company is struggling or Mm -hmm. marketing somehow is just, you know, under the gun or whatever, that can just be a feeling of like ennui or like, why, what does my job mean or matter? Or what am I even doing? That can be, I don't know if stress is the right word, but just kind of depressing. It is. And, And I've gone through that too. Like I've definitely gone on that roller coaster. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, it's all amazing. Let's go. Everybody yeah. gets shot. Like, I mean, I get that. Like when we had to, we've had to do reduction in forces and, and I've been a part of those in different companies on the, I stay, I was not reduced, but like mm-hmm. just seeing this sort yeah. of fallout and I, you know, it, it is hard. And that's why I think for me personally, it's like, if I can always just focus on driving the business forward in a way that helps as many people keep their job. Like I've personally find that very, I mean, it's, it can be very stressful and there's a lot of like, like that's not, you know, it's not a happy go lucky sort of like perspective. Sometimes, sometimes it is very, like it really weighs on me, but I do find that motivating. Um, and yeah. I think that that's like, that's an intrinsically motivating thing for me. So I think for anybody that sort of has that stress and that it's like, see if you can find something intrinsically motivating. And maybe yeah. it's just like get through it and and go so you can go hang out with your, you know, your family. That's cool too. If that like whatever that is for me, really keeping people employed is like, it's a it's a thing for me. And I'm like, okay, like man, the go if it gets hard, let's go. I had a really great boss um, named Kit Marcus, um, and he there's time and he was he's has a lot of grit and tenacity and very inspiring. And it's been a long time since I've worked with him, but I still remember that and working with him and there's times when I like if I get a little low I'm like okay like what would Kip do here mm. like he yeah. like I truly I'm like what would Kip do and that's mm-hmm. kind of like a thing sometimes that I have to I have to ask myself I'm like what would he do he would keep going how would he do it and I really try to remember you know work, I worked with him for about eight seven or eight years but mm. I kind of go back to okay like when you watched he modeled this for you like what did he what mm. would he do here and so I think also finding people in your past or like people that have been a mentor and inspiration that you can sort of say, okay, like I can't find it right now. Joanna's a little stuck, but like, what would this person do that? that yeah. So that can also be, a, I mean, I know that's not as intrinsic, but that I find that to be helpful too. Is sometimes having I just, models. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like, you know, what would you do? <laughs> right. And, and, and I think, you know, it kind of, you're touching on some important things here that having feeling motivated mm-hmm. and having a sense of purpose even when you're like very busy, you can maybe counteract stress mm-hmm. and that you yeah. feel like, well, I'm, I'm very busy and that can be a little stressful, but there's a good reason why I'm doing right. this and I feel good about it. Yeah. And there's, you know, I'm accomplishing a goal that can be, that can inject you with energy, which can right. kind of counteract stress in a yeah. way, I think. Absolutely. And something that we do, something that I do with my team is we do create a context for operating every year. Like what, you know, what is this? So we create that as a team together. It's kind of like a vision or a purpose that we can always come back to. And then I, I share my purposes and, and context we're operating with my fellow leaders. So our head of sales, mm-hmm. um, our, our VP of growth, JD, our director of RevOps, Donnie, like we, we have aligned around these things too. So we're all working together. And like JD is probably not motivated by the exact same thing I am, but he gets my motivation in a way that's like, hey, when we go, ha- when we have to go in and like, solve a problem and we're maybe 
arguing opposite sides, we're still coming from that purpose. We're still coming from that like place of motivation as opposed to like righteousness or like, you know, you're wrong. We got to do like, there's none of that because we're like, Hey, we're, we're all working to like keep people like keep the company going, keep people employed. And I think that that's important as well. When you think again, it's like the counterbalance to stress as you're pointing out is it's saying, Hey, like where, where can you ground conversations that may be stressful in a place that's not so like, I mean, grumpy is not the right word, but that's the word that came to my mind where you're just like kind of a grumpy like person inside of it, where you can actually yeah. be like, Hey, I like, let's, let's, let's figure this out. Like we're all working together. Let's go. And I yeah. think there's a lot, of, I mean, <laughs> I know work is portrayed in the media as like, you know, I do, but I really do think, I mean, I've met so many people that they just, we all want to do a good job, even if we don't love our, like exactly what we're doing. And I really just like, I kind of meet people with that energy. Cause I'm like, Hey, like, I know you're here just to like, yes, you're f- providing for your family and things like that. But you know, I, I know you want to do a good job. I'm assuming that. I know, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> well, that was perfect timing. We got the, uh, the chime in from, from the dog who's like, exactly. Hey, I thought this was about dogs. What are you guys talking about? So, <laughs> so, so Joanna, well, I, I think your dog needs some attention. So let, let's wrap things up. How can people connect with you? What's the best way? Uh, I think LinkedIn is really the best way. Um, like I'm very happy to to have conversations with people there and then sometimes even get on, get on zoom and things like that. Talk about marketing and content and, and also productivity. So very happy to connect on LinkedIn at Joanna Bowser. It's a very Excellent. easy, easy URL on that one. <laughs> Good one. Okay. Well, thank you so much for a great uh, conversation. Oh, I think this you. is really useful for any anyone leading a marketing team you know has to deal with this stuff all the time so some really great insights thank you awesome thank you that'll do it for this episode of the b2b content show you can find the podcast anywhere you get podcasts and as long as you're there you might as well give us five stars and leave a comment about how much you love the show the podcast is brought to you by conversa We are a digital content agency that helps you create a month's worth of really kick-ass content in just 60 minutes. Just 60 minutes. How is that possible? Well, check out our website to find out. That's conversa with two N's, C-O-N-N-Versa.com. So thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate your support, and we'll see you next time.